A year ago, the industry came together to discuss the triple glazing question. More than 600 people from out the UK came to Coventry Rico Arena to discuss the technical challenges that triple glazing brought to our industry. One year on, we're back today to discuss whether those challenges have been achieved and how we go forward and how the industry has changed over the past year. I'm joined today by a panel of experts. To my right, I have Ian Sims, Managing Director of RR. I have Giles Wilson, the CEO and Director for Technical Affairs at the Glass and Glazing Federation. On my left-hand side, I have Patrick Firminger, Marketing Director at TrueFrame. I have Mark Chotel, Head of Marketing at Sincere Extrusions. And finally, but not least, Tony Smith, UK Business Development Manager at NSG Pilkington. From your perspective, Giles, some would argue that the value within the industry now is back to where we were in 2006. You know, but for everything that I see from the fans of figures, the figures are still way, way, way down uh, on actual numbers of installations. So the reality is that we're competing against um, luxury goods now. You know, whether it be the kitchen, whether it be the, uh, the bathroom, the new car, the holiday, we're taking a perfectly good PVC double glazed windows and replacing them with, from what I've just been told there, even better, double glazed windows. How do we push the industry forward? I and mean, what can the GGF and what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Andy, you're correct. I mean, Fencer figures, which just record the number of replacement windows, have had sharp decline. It's been slightly improving, but the number of replacement windows has gone down. You need to look as well at the number of double glazed installations already in the market. You can change those for a high-performance double-glazed window. However, that's quite a hard message to sell, and I agree with you. Very difficult to explain to a homeowner, right, you've got double-glazing, it's 10 years old, and you really could save more money by having uh, a new double-glazed window put in. By saying triple-glazing, they can see they've got a different product. Because what they're buying is a coating which they can't see, a gas which they can't see. So it's a very hard message to get across. I mean, that's been one of the advantages of the BFRC window and rating scheme because with the ABC and the introduction of the A+, and the A++, the consumer can see, ah, that window is better than another one. So it's giving that ranking. So that does help with double glazing. But again, the recently announced A++, that does capture the triple glazing product as well. You could get a double glazed unit in there, so we're not differentiating double or triple. Mm -hmm. They're two different products, and I think that's the key thing. And over the last 12 months, I think people have realised, yes, I can manufacture triple glazing, but it's a different production. It's a different product to manufacture or install. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, from BFRC's point of view, we will cope with both, and we want to try and encourage more replacement windows because it helps the consumer at the end of the day. With the introduction of A++ um, in October, I think that's really the, that's, um, without saying it, it's a made for triple glazed product, isn't it? A, a certification, um, for a better word. Because, you know, we've done our initial, you know, nosing about and seeing what we'd have to do to achieve that. And, you know, it's near on, near on impossible with even a system such as ourselves, the linear system, which is very, very thermally efficient to try and get to uh, an A double plus with a double glazed unit. So it's practically locked out for purely triple glazing. And that, and I think 
that's one of those things that the consumer can really touch and, and see very visually. Ah, it's that one bar higher, and it's easy yes. for them to grasp that. The same as it is when they're looking at white goods. It's, it's an Correct. easy concept to get head around. And it's like, well, you had A rated before, you can have A plus, which is a little bit better, or you can have mm. A plus plus, and then that'd be like, that'd be, I want that as opposed to I want triple glazing. And Patrick, Andy, can I just, I, yeah. I just add something there because um, I, I talked about drivers earlier, and and, and Patrick really has picked up one of those drivers and that is some form of pseudo-regulatory change which has been introduced by BFRC to drive the market forward. Giles quite rightly mentioned the figures, they're, they're, they're disper- disturbing um, and there is some serious serious concern about the, the replacement market. But we believe that the BFRC um, a plus and the A plus rated th- those ratings will drive the industry Massively. forward. Mm-hmm. The other things are regulatory. Well, this government has proved that it knows what it wants, and yes, 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 they will listen, but they won't really do anything. So, can we rely on regulatory drivers? I don't think so. We've got to do it ourselves. Right? We've got to do it ourselves. Yeah, energy cost. Again, Giles, fantastic point about you can't see it. Looking back to Pilkington K many years ago, we struggled and struggled and struggled because nobody could see what it was actually doing for them. In those days, energy was cheap. They didn't look at their bills. And we have the same situation now, I think, with triple blazing. You can't see the gas. You can't see the other bits and pieces. So, you know, um, those are key drivers. Regulatory, and I think BFRC really is is, is driving the market Probably forward. Probably the biggest driver for it. Mm. But, 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 I mean, sorry, if I can just say, I mean, we... we if, the reason perhaps for, for why it's been so static is the fact that if you go back a few years, we were all worried about U-values. Yeah. Then we changed and we made it more user-friendly for householders. So we went to A, B and Cs, etc., which are still, you know, that's still what's talked about in the industry, right. certainly amongst our customers. Yeah. I don't think anybody knows what a triple glaze unit will get them. I don't know if they know that a 28 mil unit, I don't know that they've investigated whether a 28 mil triple glaze unit will achieve a C, a B, an A, an A plus or whatever, because they don't have to. I think that's the problem. Right. And, and so they take the least line of resistance, which is, let's sell an A. But can I... Just that we know how to manufacture it. But can I be slightly controversial here, uh, just for fun? Um, <laughs> should, do we not then, as you know, key stakeholders within our, in, in our industry, should we not be educating the installer better? Absolutely. Because if right. we don't, have we not just said there that you know the figures are down, it's a downward trend, and sooner or later, you know, it's gonna dry up. So if we don't give people reasons, if we don't Correct. educate people to that actually this is better, three is better than two, and this is what you should be doing, or clever double glazing or whatever, at some stage people are just gonna stop buying. Because we're we're not giving them a reason to buy. I think you're right. The nail's been hit on the head here. People ten years on. I mean, we've been involved with BFRC since day one. Mm. Ten years on, there are many people and senior figures in the industry, unfortunately, that still do not understand properly window energy ratings, and they confuse it with UW values. Mm. Mm. Now, you know, education is an absolute key, and we've got we've got to we've got to use that and and uh, uh, drive things forward with, with that educational drive, and it's it's our responsibility. Or you're right. I see a very difficult period for our industry coming coming over the horizon. If, if you go back 18 months, perhaps two years, the issue was that you could put a 36 mil unit in, but there was issues with beading, they were ugly, etc. Has that now changed? I think the profile systems 
I can only speak for my own, but I'm sure mm-hmm. we can talk about Sinsel as well. In, you know, we had a 36 mobile from day one, but we were fortunate in that we had a profile system that only been developed in the last you know, four or ten years. So that was sort of from the outset, I think they knew that was going to happen. Um, I think there are other profile systems that have really struggled to, mm. to get triple glazing that isn't using a 28mm cavity, a 28mm overall depth, you know, with beads that sort of go out to come back in and, <laughs> and all that sort of thing. But I think for the, mul- the, for the most part, most profile systems have got something oh, in yeah. place now. I'm sure. You're right, Patrick. I think as systems providers, uh, we don't lecture to any installer what they should be fitting, but our game is all about offering the choice yeah. and having credible solutions so I have four profile systems at Sinsiel that are 70mm front to back. One of them offers is neatly does 36, two do neatly do 40, and one neatly does 44. Okay. And in fact, the new aluminium framing we're working on is geared towards 44, mm-hmm. carrying 44, including the doors. So I think we offer a range. So if somebody's keen on tri- triple glazing and they want to be a fabricator, we would just say, we've got a range of options which floats your boat. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to do as a systems provider. But what I would say quickly is I think we are similar to most systems providers. We don't provide ugly triple glass. So we have got our act together with the right glazing table and, and a neat bead that won't overhang and look ugly. So I think we've effectively done that. 